I'm super excited about the Kings. I mean, Commanders was like, yo, I got a feeling, but Kings, I know. I know it's going to be a good season. Welcome to the Joe Jordan Show. Something new for y'all on the R2R Network. This show is basically me, Solo Dolo, coming on, giving you guys my thoughts. You know, mainly I'm going to talk a lot about these two teams, Sacramento Kings, obviously my favorite basketball team, and the Washington Commanders, my favorite football team. But I will be talking about other teams, sometimes other sports. Whatever I'm watching, I will be coming here and giving you guys my knowledge, my thoughts on that topic. But for the first episode of the Joe Jordan Show, Obviously, I want to talk about my two teams. I want to talk about the Commanders, and I want to talk about the Sacramento Kings. First, let's talk about the Commanders, because right now we are in the football season. Basketball season is around the corner. Training camp has already started. Media day already, already happened. But let's talk about those Washington Commanders. Right now, the Commanders are 2-2. Two and two. For those who've been watching the Refuse to Lose show, shout out to Tomo and David, right? Tomo and Dave. You've been watching the Refuse to Lose show or you in our IG chats, you know that I've been speaking loud about the Commanders all, all season. I've been saying that the Commanders will win 11 games this year. I will. I did say they will win the division, meaning they will tie with the Eagles with 11 wins and break the tiebreaker. I know Eagles are 4-0, Commanders are 2-2. Two two. They just beat the Commanders, I understand. And the Cowboys are 3-1. But I was excited about the Commanders because, number one, new ownership. Changed the whole atmosphere of the whole team. Number two, Eric Bieniemy, which was the biggest chess move the Commanders made all, all summer. Bringing Eric Bieniemy in, a Super Bowl champion, a guy who was in charge of the number one offense in the last five years, who worked with Patrick Mahomes closely, and now he's working with Sam Howell. So Eric Bieniemy saw something in the Commanders, right? Something good. So I trust him. And I'm a Kings fan, so... I always compare Eric Bieniemy to Mike Brown. All right, so Eric Bieniemy shows up, and not only he shows up, they signed Jacoby Brissett, and a lot of people felt like they overpaid him as a backup. Like, why do y'all pay him that much money as a backup? And and my theory is, I mean, he's paid like he is to fast track Sam Howell. They got Jacoby Brissett, who's seven on Tom Brady, who played last year for the Cleveland Browns. He's been he's been a journeyman for real, been in the league for a while as a veteran. He know how to handle situations. You got him and Eric Bieniemy fast tracking somehow, and then you got Ron Rivera. He could oh, he could go over there with Jack Del Rio and focus on the defense and being a head coach. I felt like the sky was the limit for this team, and I still do. Sam Howe is progressing slowly but slowly but surely. They lost to the Bills terribly, thirty-seven to three. And I said on our two L show, he would not repeat this performance. And against the Eagles, he looked great. I mean, I saw I saw great things. So even though the Commanders lost to the Eagles, I still feel good about this team. You know, they lost to two Super Bowl contenders, Eagles and the Bills. So that next game up uh, will be against the Bears Thursday night. I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm I'm I mean, you know, you never know what's gonna happen any given Thursday, any given Sunday. But I'm a, I'm gonna say the Commanders gonna win that game. All right, the Bears are struggling. The Bears are 0 4. Um, they had a great first half against the Broncos and then collapsed in the second half. And the game is home in Landover, Maryland. It's a sold-out crowd once again. That's another thing. The crowd is sold out every single game now at home. So 
I'm excited about the Commanders. Terry McCorn is still my guy. Still got Jahan Dawson, got his first touchdown against the Eagles. I think he will start turning up a notch. B-Rob has stepped up big time this year so far in the screen game and on the ground. Antonio Gibson, even though he fumbled, he had some good moments against the Eagles on Sunday. But I think Sam Howell is going to continue to progress and continue to get better. And the team will continue to get better as the season goes on because we do have a new offensive coordinator. But I still believe they will win 11 games. I still believe they will win a division. And I believe they're about to go on the win streak. And I believe they will be fairly in that second ma matchup. All right? So that's my thoughts right there on the Commanders. Now let's talk about the Kings. I'm super excited about the Kings. I mean, Commanders was like, yo, I got a feeling. But Kings, I know. I know it's going to be a good season. The Kings are a slept-on team once again. I know we, I know the Kings didn't make any splashes. They didn't go get Dane Lillard. They didn't go and get this guy, that guy, Bradley Bill. They didn't go and make these big trades that's splashing. But what they did, what I like, is they kept their core intact. Now, Monty McNair, the GM for the Sacramento Kings, all right? He used to be under Daryl Morey when he was in Houston for several years. And Daryl Morey, we all know Daryl Morey's style. Every year he was making a blockbuster trade. Every year he was trying to find a blockbuster trade. Every single year he was doing that. And I was taught as a leader, you learn, when you have a leader, you learn what to do and what not to do. I felt like Monty McNair learned what not to do from Daryl Morey because he saw a team like Golden State kept their core intact and just added role pieces around that core versus Daryl Morey constantly swapping pieces throughout the every year and never getting to the NBA Finals. So Monty McNair made sure he kept the starting lineup intact so he kept De'Aaron Fox. He kept uh, uh, Harrison Barnes. He kept Keegan, well, of course, he kept Keegan Murray. So extended some bonus, all right? And kept Kevin Herter. Nobody nobody got traded. And then you look at the core guys off the bench. Malik Monk kept Malik Monk. Trey Lyles kept Trey Lyles, all right? Who else we got here? Uh, How y'all forget about the pit boy, Davion Mitchell? Now we got other guys like Alex Land who stood around. You know, uh, Kessel Walker who stood around. I get that, but the main guys I'm talking about is Trey Lyles, Davion Mitchell, and Malik Monk. So, you look at Fox. De'Aaron Fox, he got stronger once again. De'Aaron Fox had a career year last year. He won the Clutch Player Award, Jay West Award. He led the league in Clutch Points. He was dominant. Now, the thing about Fox, what I think is different from what, what happened this year, that was different last year, if you watched the Kings last year throughout the regular season, Fox was chilling the first three quarters. Literally, he was chilling. And then when the fourth quarter came, he turned up every single time. But when you watch the playoffs, De'Aaron Fox turned up from the start. He didn't wait to the fourth quarter to get aggressive. He was aggressive from the first quarter. So I think that's one adjustment he will make throughout the regular season. And he looked at Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, in the playoffs, he was horrible until game six. Game six came. He started to get more comfortable. He had his big game. So hopefully he could recover from that. And then I know Mike Brown talked about the DHO. Kevin heard that a lot of his games off the DHO was a bonus. And Mike Brown said he installed new plays in the offense that will, you know, it, when, when teams try to stop the DHO, they got to count for that, right? So my, shout out to Mike Brown, coach of the year. Then you got Harrison Barnes, veteran, guy who's won a championship with the Warriors, guy who's been here through the slumps with De'Aaron Fox, kept coming to a professional, a guy that's going to come out and play all 82 games. He's not going to miss a game. He may play all 82 games last year, 
He's versatile on defense, right? He could play. He, he could check people like Anthony Davis. He can check guys like Siakam. But at the same, in the same breath, he can check guards, you know, or 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 yeah, shooting guards or, or guards or small forwards. So he's very versatile defensively, and he can shoot. He's a forty percent shooter from three. So and he's a great rebounder. So keeping Harrison Barnes, then you extend Sabonis. You trade for Sabonis where everybody killed you for that, and you extend them. And Sabonis talked about how he worked on his jump shot all summer. So we'll see how that looked because that was his fall fall down. That was his setback in the playoffs. Like, he was not even taking the jump shot. And that kind of killed us, killed our spacing. So hopefully he developed that. And then you got – then you got Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray, y'all saw the playoffs. Well, first he had over two on the threes. Broke a rookie, first rookie to hit two on the threes, by the way, right? Both the rookie records shattered it, by the way. I think he hit like 208 threes, something like that. But he had a rookie raw in the playoffs. We all know he, he looked very intimidated. He was the only starting rookie in the playoffs last year. But then you saw, I think it was game four, the second game in Golden State. Man, Keegan Murray got comfortable. He got comfortable, man. He got comfortable. And for the rest of the series, he was good. And then Keegan Murray, we saw him in the summer league draw over 40 points. He's learning to score the dribble. So Keegan Murray is going to take another lead this year also. And then you look at the bench. Malik Monk. Malik Monk is Malik Monk. We all know who he is. Davion Mitchell. His Achilles heel in the playoffs was when he was on the floor, he was he was checking stuff, did a great job on stuff, but they knew he wasn't a great three-point shooter. And Mike Brown, like, let it fly. So they were actually leaving him open. And he didn't shoot well from the field. So he said in the media day that he's been working on his three-point shot all game, I mean all, all summer, and that's not a weakness no more to him. They can't export that weakness no more because he developed that and he's he feel like he's a great shooter right now. So I'm excited to see that right there. And you can look at the Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles was a small ball lineup. I love Trey Lyles, man. He's a tough guy. He plays defense. He shoots 40% from three also. Right, like, like 38, 39%, close to 40% from three, right? So a guy that can play power four, center position, and small four. So I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy. And he's best, like one of Darren Foster's best friends, the glue guy on the team. I love Trey Lyles. But I want to get to the bench. The most underrated signing of the NBA is all season was the Kings signing the EuroLeague's MVP, Sasha. Now, Sasha reminds me of Paige Stoakovich. I've been saying this. If you on R2L watching, I've been saying this. He reminds me of Paige Stoakovich. Everything, a lot of things he does off the ball. He's basically a 50-40-90 shooter. He shot 38% from three. But I believe he shot like 88% from the free throw line and like 66% from the field last year. Like, what this? That was crazy. And then the Aaron Foss and Media Day said that Sasha is a great shooter. He said that, first of all, Kevin Herter, another shooter, said that Sasha, they have, like, records when they shooting drills. He said Sasha so far broke all the all the shooting records so far. De'Aaron Fox said he watched Sasha shoot 153s and only missed seven threes. So Sasha, you know, telling you he's going to be a deadly weapon with the, with the, with the offense that we run? Come on, man. Are you serious? Are you serious? Then we went and got Chris Duarte, somebody who played with Sabonis, had chemistry already, a 3 and D guy. He was hurt last year, so he kind of fell off, but that rookie year was really good. He could shoot a three. He was shooting, I think, 39% from three. And he's a great, he's not going to say great, he's a really good defender at, at the guard position, which what we need. So we kind of got rid of Terrence Davis, who I love. He played a great season last year with us, and replaced him with Chris Duarte, who I believe is the upgrade because he's a good defender also. 
All right. And then one guy that's underrated also, JaVale McGee. All right. JaVale McGee, he got picked up. He's a guy that we added for size. Something that we lacked last year. Last year, we didn't have size. Now, in the playoffs, we had guys like Alex Lynn, who we still have on the roster, playing valuable minutes. And JaVale McGee is a veteran, two three-time champion, two-time with the Warriors, one-time with the L.A. Lakers, right? And he's a vet. He knows what he's been with Mike Brown before. He's a, he's a shot blocker. He's, he's just a big body. He's seven foot. He's something like seven one. He's a true seven footer. That's exactly what we need off the bench. Exactly what we need off the bench. So I'm excited about this Kings team. You know, Mike Brown talked about the expectation this year is to win a championship. You know, is to be a championship team and actually winning every day. Mike Brown just installed his winning coach into the Sacramento Kings. I got high hopes for this team, man. I believe this team will win 60-plus games. They won 48 last year. A lot of people said the injury bug didn't hurt them. But you got to realize this is a young team. Now, a lot of teams in the West are older. A lot of teams in the West are mismatching, playing with people, putting people together that have no chemistry. Nobody in the West really have chemistry other than people like Memphis. But Memphis kind of tore their roster a little bit, too. And Golden State have their chemistry, and the Kings. Everybody else is like brand new play. You know, we got the Pelicans. You got teams like that. But the Kings, man, I'm telling you, they're going to win 60 plus games. I got Fox being an MVP candidate this year. And the Kings, I believe, will be in a top three seed, top three, four seed again. And they have a great chance to be a number one seed. All right. So I'm excited about this year, y'all. I'm excited about coming here and talking to you guys about sports. You know, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, a lot of stuff I watch. But that's all I have for y'all today, and I'll see y'all next episode. Thank you for staying to the end. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe, and also hit that notification button so you can be notified next time we put out a video. If you're listening on any podcast platform, subscribe and hit that notification button, y'all, so you can be notified we put out another podcast audio. And last but not least, hit that share button. No matter what you're listening to or, or watching it, hit that share button and send it to somebody that you know that would love to watch this episode you just listened to. So once again, thank you for staying to the end, and we'll see y'all the next episode.